Spider came and bit him on the bum. It made him go all superhuman, super strong and fast. One foot spider and two foot human, he put on a city costume. When I see crime, it's why I was born. Stop them bad guys, especially Harry Osborn. I sometimes get hurt, just like a spider. My eyes don't know, nor my healthcare provider. I am Spider-Man, I am Spider-Man. I am Spider-Man, all that I can say is I am Spider-Man, I am Spider-Man I am Spider-Man, all that I can say is Get that green goblin, is Harry Osborn, you know he won't This is episode 338 for November 2014 And if you're a fan of this podcast and also our website I'd appreciate your support Log on to our front page at spidermancrawlspace.com Look on the right hand side for a button that says support this site via PayPal and you can ensure that more episodes come out several times a month and also daily website updates happen. All right, on with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our news edition. Let me introduce who we've got on the panel. We've got George, fresh off of Spider Jeopardy. Congrats on uh, hosting that. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, it, uh, you know, it was a lot of work, but it paid off in the end, and everybody seemed to have a good time, and I was very yeah. pleased. There you go. Uh, JR, the new 2014 winner of Spider Jeopardy. Congratulations, JR. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, I had some had some nervous moments there where I was doubting my own abilities and self worth because uh, I had some competition that I would never have guessed I was going to have. <laughs> In fact, I, I just, honest to God, if I had actually lost to this particular person, I I, I would have resigned the show in shame. Yeah, but you know, he, he petered out like a bad fart right there at the end. So, <laughs> you know, and uh, and of course, one of our categories was hold the Peter, please. Hold the Peter, please. Yes, good. It was fun to go up against you, Jr. One of these days, when you're in the home, I'll beat you. Uh, <laughs> we've got Jr. Right live on the next show. <laughs> when the Spider Yoda brain starts to rot, I will have my opportunity. All right, we've also got Mike. What's going on, spectacular Mike? Well, aside from the fact that I just got utterly humiliated on uh, Spider Jeopardy, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you really explored I, I, the space. My, 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 my whole credibility as a Spider-Man reviewer is completely shot now. Thanks, George. <laughs> You're welcome. It's all good. And uh, since he participated with us in Spider Jeopardy, I asked Zach to stick around for all the shows for this month. Welcome, Zach, from SpideyDatchDude.com. Yes, thank you. It's uh, it's it, This is the first time, I think, in over over a year, almost a year and a half almost, that I've been on a regular show, so it's it's very it's 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 a very it's very warm and welcoming, and it's nice to come back home. So, and if you haven't heard, Zach is recently married. Yeah, so congratulations on that. And there's going to be a baby Spidey dude come on, on the way. So uh, yes, our due date is <laughs> <laughs> uh, our due date is actually May 23rd, and uh, we are very, very, very happy that uh, this baby's coming because. If it's going to be a girl, any May Day names? Actually, um, no, not not this go around. And and the reason why, when I was when I was younger, I found out that my sister's name was originally going to be Victoria. Uh huh. And so we're thinking, and this isn't set in stone, but because it may change between now and then. But so we're thinking actually naming her after my sister. Oh, that's uh, oh, that's nice. Victoria Danielle would will be her name. That's a that's a pretty name. 
That's cool. So anyway, congrats all around. Big uh, man hug from Missouri coming your way. I Run. tell you, I tell you <laughs> this is one of the darkest days though in American history. The day that Why? that that Zach contributes to the gene pool. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if what it's a sad day or proof of a miracle. <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. My goodness. Anyway, uh, also, just a little announcement. Mr. Bailey, uh, he hasn't been on the last couple months, and he decided to resign from the show a little bit. He uh, said that he's really not enjoying Superior. No, no, I mean, I'm sorry. I take that back. He's not enjoying Amazing. He enjoyed Superior, and he's just kind of uh, given up on Marvel Comics in general. Like, <laughs> what do you think, George? Well, in, in his goodbye to us, it sounded a little bit like he was just down on modern comics, period. Yeah. But uh, one thing, you know, he and I, you know, when we came back to the show, we were both enjoying Superior Spider-Man a great deal. Um, but then, sure enough, you know, we come back around and, and we get back to Marvel and Slot's current take on Spidey, and it hasn't been stellar. And so Bailey, I think, finally just was you know just tired of having to having to go through it. I'm going to miss Mr. Bailey. I enjoyed our our monthly discussions, but you can check him out on Views from the Long Box. He's on many other podcasts. Uh, good friend, still is a good friend. We wish him the best. He's he is the best. If if he ever needed a kidney. <laughs> and one we'll of mine sex. wouldn't, and then we'll one of <laughs> and one of mine or Zach's wouldn't do. I would harvest one for him. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the spider news. We're going to start off first with one iTunes review. We're always looking for these. Just log on to uh, iTunes, type in Spider Man, scroll down the podcast, and you can leave a review, and we will read it on the air, good, bad, or indifferent. We have one this month, which is positive, from our buddy Jay Thompson, sixty-five seventy-seven. Uh, five out of five stars. A fun podcast is the subject title. And he says, quote, I've listened to The Crawl Space for a long time now, and I still enjoy it. With its many hosts and, and the panelist Brad Douglas. <laughs> I see what you did there. And you get a, a lot of opinions and debates. You also get more than a fair share to truly biting of sarcasm, particularly from J.R., it's kind of a tough time to be a Spider-Man fan. The current comics and films are inconsistent, but the crawl space usually keeps things fun and, more importantly, in perspective. So thank you, Jay Thompson. I appreciate that. That is very nice for you to write that review. All right. Let's t- start off with Spider-News. Uh, Spider-Man female team-up movie. Sony's holding on to this franchise if they take it from their dead cold <laughs> hands, evidently. Uh, George, tell me about this uh, female team-up movie Sony's <clears throat> talking about. Well, we here's the thing. We don't know for sure that that Sony's actually talking about it. What we have here is a little bit of rumor and hearsay without anything to back it up, to substantiate it. It comes from a story from a Badass Digest. Mike's favorite website. Mike's favorite website. <laughs> badass Digest. Are you the website for that? <laughs> we said something. <laughs> Which says that from what they're hearing from Sony, and again, they don't attribute any source, just what we're hearing, is that Sony is looking at a larger spider female package um, that will include stuff like, you know, Black Cat or uh, Spider Girl or Silk or, or stuff like that. But the article also contains a lot of supposition like, well, it could be this. Or maybe it could be that, and so it's nothing really concrete. You know, some names they also throw out as Spider Woman, uh, who I don't, I'm not even sure is, was even part of um, Sony's deal because she's not really re- a character that's related to Spider-Man. You know, yeah. she's not a Spider Universe character. Also, you know, another name that got thrown on was Firestar. Again, there's no proof that Firestar 
has anything to do with the deal that Marvel made with Sony. In fact, it would make more sense if suddenly she popped up in X-Men. So, yes. so that's the rumor right now. Again, though, you have to also consider Sony doesn't know what the hell – and this is something that the article also says that I agree with. Sony doesn't know what the hell to do with the franchise anymore. It just doesn't. No, nope. It's clueless. Um, they had a $700 million, you know, something dollar uh, quote-unquote hit on their hands, but the thing is they're so broke, and, what, and, and they're, they're, they wanted to make at least $300 million more and able to do more movies, but they are getting diminishing returns on those investments. Um, and people don't even realize that. You know, I, I read some message boards when this news popped up because as soon as Badass Digest uh, put this up, and it, I, I'm sorry, but it, you know, it was kind of clickbaity. And yeah. then, but everybody else ran with it too. And oh, oh, what's this? What's this? And you know, according to Badass Digest, they're calling the project Glass Ceiling. You know, this all female spider thing or spider-related characters thing. But you know, people are out there saying, well, you know. <clears throat> Why would Sony sell it back to Marvel? They just had a, a big hit. You know, it made over $700 million. I'm like, no, you don't understand. They were disappointed because yeah. they wanted it to make more. It keeps making less and less money. And, and, and you know, it, these are very expensive films to make. So uh, Sony's, you know, still stuck between a rock and a hard place. It has to keep on to the hold of the franchise because it's one of the only things that makes money for them, that and James Bond. But at the same time, they, know, they don't have clue one as to what to do with it. So there, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a catch twenty two. <clears throat> and the the people rumored to be in this female team, we've got what Silver Sable, Spider Woman, yeah. Silk. Well, now this is Spider Girl. These <laughs> again, there's nothing concrete about this because yeah. in the article, the guy says there are not a ton of female superheroes that would be part of the Spider Man package. The ones that spring to mind are. Oh, okay. And of course, the Black Cat shirt. Silver, and again, I don't know that Silver Sable would would have been included in a Spider-Man package, you know, in, in the original deal. So, as a Spider-Man uh, fan, I would think so. I, and Firestar, they mentioned that. I, I don't know. As a Spider-Man fan, that doesn't make me want to run out and go see it. Does well, anybody want to go out and see that movie? I, if they did an amazing, well, they can't do an amazing Spider-Friends movie because Iceman is with Fox. That's true. You know, so they'd have to make a deal with Fox to get that done. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's not going to happen. There's no way. Well, I mean, I say that, but you know, then again, they just did their own deal. Remember where um, where they they threw uh, at the end of uh, Spider-Man Two, they threw in a teaser for X-Men. Remember? Yeah. For X-Men: Days yeah. of Future Past. But that was that, that was to fulfill a contract obligation with yeah. Mark Webb. But so. yeah, because, but, yeah, because but it also shows that they can be willing to work with, together. Yeah. Let's open yeah, it up true. to the panel. What do you think of a Spider-Female movie team up? Anybody interested? Well, Silk is going to work for a new for a, um, for this concurrent Amazing Spider-Man universe because, as they established in Amazing Spider-Man Two, Peter Parker would have been the only one who could have conceivably been bitten by the spider and gotten powers, thanks to whatever happened there. But yeah, so I'm not sure how that would work. Um, how about Spider Gwen with Emma Stone? Yeah, well, yeah, they could probably try something there with like maybe. Clone, have a try, yeah, try explaining that one. <laughs> clone is such yeah, a dirty but, you know, word. That's the only conceivable thing I could pot they could possibly do with that is have her yeah. oh have her be cloned and then have her have spider powers or something. What a mess! Clone yeah, is such I a mean, dirty word. Really, they really are. It's really because yeah, I mean, it's just really kind of slim pickings here when it comes to uh, tr- choosing female characters exclusively from Spider-Man comics because. You got the fact. I mean, there's not many, too many uh, Spider-Man female villains. There's not many, too many, um, and too many of the spin-off female characters that we'll probably will be discussing later. 
they're all kind of tied into the greater Marvel universe. And so, yeah, I'm not sure how you're going to, you know, uh, such a thing, you know, that such a thing would be like, although the only other thing that was rumored about a possible team up thing was they were fooling around with this. I think it was also from uh, Badass Digest. There was something earlier from an earlier story. They were suggesting that maybe they could try to do a self reboot like they did with uh, the G.I. Joe film in which for their new Sinister Six movie, you have Spider-Man somehow join the team. <laughs> and so he, and so uh, he's smart, and so, which, and so, yeah, so they feel so he's actually the sixth member and then you have the Ray Raimi five guys and so he's, they're forced to work, he's forced to work with them. What a sort mess. Sort of like that Ultimate Six miniseries that was, came out a couple of years ago. That's a mess. Yeah. You know that they're really uh, yeah, going mean, to be you know they're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel if they ever have somebody jump out in a hoodie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that, that's just going to console me. But, uh, you know, just like old times. Quick, yeah. I, I think that this really, to me, is, is like, like George talks, has talked about, Sony is so desperate to get a, a Spider-Man movie franchise and trying to try, you can't, with the X-Men, you can get away with it because there's a large cast of characters that are that are diverse enough that you can That's differentiate right. between films. You can't yeah. do that with a single character. You really can't even do that with the Fantastic Four. And so, in those cases, you can't you can't get away with that. And, and the thing is, is is that without the Spider Man films, there wouldn't be a Marvel Studios. Yeah. Without those films being successful, <clears throat> but now it's kind of funny that that uh, Marvel Studios is just ginormously successful. And the Spider-Man films and franchises, like like George has said, are diminishing returns. The biggest problem with the Spider-Man franchise is that they ha- they decided that they were going to immediately reboot instead of doing like a soft reboot, like which, like a James Bond f- film series with a, with a new actor. Yeah, with a new actor, and then that just to me that that is what killed the Spider-Man franchise for Sony. Yeah, yeah. Jr. We haven't heard your opinion. What do you think of a female team-up movie? Uh, well, in reading this original article uh, from Badass Digest, it almost sounds like a guy is just sitting at his, you know, his computer thinking, "Oh man, I got some, I got to turn in something. What do I turn in?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, you know, I'll think of this." I mean, it, I, I don't, it, it doesn't look particularly. I mean, it's just like some guy speculating. So I don't know how much credence to put into it, to be honest. Um, but what do I think about, I mean, if it is true though, if it is true, then it's like, you know, you, you just want to slap Sony and tell them, you know, just, just give it up. Exactly. (laughs) Give it up. Yeah. Or, or focus on a spot on Spider-Man and not all this ancillary stuff. The worrying about the ancillary stuff is why you had an underwhelming movie in the first place. Right. Plus, I mean, it's the studio, Brad. I mean, let, let me, let me put it this way. Marvel wants to do a silver sable movie. What do you? What's your reaction? Oh, um, but I'll from, go see it from Marvel. Oh, Marvel wants to do it. Yeah, feel for mainly based on their track record. But I don't. I think I think Silver Sable would be well. They're doing Agent Carter, which I'm just like a. This is what I'm saying. Let's. If Marvel had announced that at their panel this week when they said, "Oh, by the way, here's what we're doing for the next you know six years." <laughs> if they had announced, oh sure, Silver Sable, everybody would have gone, "Oh my God, Silver Sable!" Sony can come along and say, "Yeah, Silver Sable," and, and just me crickets. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Mike, I think we've got you on your new microphone. Can we hear you? Hear, <coughs> can you hear this? Nope. Talk, talk some more. 
Can you actually hear this? Yeah, you're you're better. Okay, yeah, I just changed this position on the mic on the position of the microphone actually. Back. All right, I'm hanging you up on your cell phone. All yeah, right. I just hung up on that thing. So okay. Okay. All right. Hope all right. Not, it will not randomly cut out this time. Thank this God. We'll, be, like we'll, all night. We'll see. I'll keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a time to segue into a topic that I've been waiting for a month to hear this person's opinion. One of my all-time favorite storylines of Spider-Man's 50-year history. Is coming back in 2015. The Secret Wars <laughs> is coming back. I have wanted the Beyond to come back for someone who hates the Secret Wars. Hence, why I gave him this topic to start off. Jr., tell me all about Secret Wars 2015. <laughs> <laughs> well. I guess it is true, you know, if you, uh, you know, if you live long enough, then the same old crap will come around again and again and again and again. Uh, you know, to be honest, though, guys, I mean, this isn't even in the same ballpark. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, you were uh, anticipating me, uh, you know, going all kinds of uh, all kinds of grumpy old man on the possibility of Secret Wars returning. Uh, but. It's it's not even the same. I mean, we're yeah. It, it's it's not even the same thing. I mean that that Secret Wars uh, was a gimmick to sell toys, uh, and uh, the, it was written by this the the you know shooter who 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 got greedy when he th- saw all the royalty money that he could make, uh, and then he wrote a particularly uh, you know lame first issue where everybody sat around and introduced themselves. <laughs> that you was know, two panels, Jr. <laughs> that was two panels and. That was someone's first issue. <laughs> and if they'd been smart, it'd been their last one. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so tell me what's happening with Secret Wars, Jim. Well, you know, really, and, and here, here's another thing that's, you know, that, that's going on that's not, it's not really the same, same thing. I mean, they just slapped the name Secret Wars on it. Apparently, and, and everybody, is, everybody is speculating now that, that Marvel is going to have a uh, company line reboot. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I guess much like the new Fifty Two or the 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 new Eighty Seven or whatever that you know crisis. <laughs> on- <laughs> That's a great line. You know, <laughs> you know cri- cri- crisis on something or other. Um, so everybody thinks that's coming, and and really, Secret Wars apparently is just one, you know, retread. Um, that uh, I mean, what what else are we we, we seeing? World War Hulk, and um, there, there's there's several out there. Infinity aren't there? Gauntlet, and yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it looks like all kinds of multiverses are crashing, and in fact, that's that's actually alluded to, I think, in uh, in uh, this spy, one of the Spider Verse backups that we're talking about this month. Uh, so, so yeah, th- this is like a, a modern take on an old Marvel event, uh, which is let be, which is um, leading everybody to believe that it's a prelude to a reboot. The thing that gets me is is Tom Brevoort. You know, always the master of, uh, you know, d- just the the great quote, of course, um, saying this is the biggest thing we have ever done. And he's saying that uh, our hope is that as seismic as the original Secret Wars was, this one will be to readers of today. People are going to be talking about it 30 years from now. God, I hope not. And not- <laughs> And and not because not because it's a secret wars thing either. It's just because, God, it's just. I mean, th- this event mag this event stuff is 
this it's now out of control. I mean, if it was ever in control in the first place, now, now it's out of control. Out. Yeah, and just ridiculous. I mean, if if you know if you remember this thirty years from now, in the midst of all this other bullshit that's coming out, <laughs> it really will have to be a piece of work. Uh, uh, Jonathan Hickman is going to write it. Uh, Asad Ribic, I think, is how you say his name. He's going to be penciling it. Basically, if you since this is audio, let me describe it. Uh, you've got Miles Morales on the cover. You've got it looks like 1960s era Captain America and uh, Thor. You've got uh, the Superior Iron Man. You've got the sh- the female Thor. You've got uh, you've got what's Daredevil's equivalent? Dark, Dark, actually Dark Devil. Dark Devil's over there. Yeah, from the MC2 so that's universe. Yeah. MC2. Multiple, multiple universes. <laughs> Looks like they're colliding on a planet in the background of this image. So, The thing is, uh, it reads like a bad DC event. I mean, why the hell? Why, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So, JR, are you going to be picking up Secret Wars 2015? <laughs> <laughs> Only in the same universe where you won Spider Jeopardy. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> By the way, w- before I forget it, are you reading Hobgoblin, the miniseries? No, I'm not. You, you should. should. You should. It I read it awesome. one. I know you stick mainly to Amazing, but pick that miniseries up. I'm really digging it. Yeah, and it, it doesn't, go- doesn't it also have Uncle Phil in it? No. Uh, oh, wait, no. Phil Yurick. Phil Yurick's okay. in there, yeah. yeah. No, he's, as the Goblin King or whatever, Pass. but yeah. Pass. No, actually, no, believe me, it's, it's, it's worth picking up. JR, I highly recommend it as a goblin. It really is. Yeah, I will will consider it. Everybody, Secret Wars 2015, who's picking it up? Who's excited? Hmm. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, Uh, um, it depends on what it is, actually. Because, I mean, I'm one of those people who's inclined that Marvel is gearing up for a line-wide, starting-from-scratch reboot with this thing. Because there just seems to be too many things at play here. I mean, you're talking... You know, Marvel, one thing they haven't really done is I know. done a 52 where they all launch number ones across the, the board. board. They've right. been in the last couple of years, though. I mean, no, yeah, they, on, on and off here and the there. The thing is, though, I've been getting this vibe that they are gearing up for some kind of massive-style crisis thing ever since the end of Age of Ultron. I mean, I could, yeah. and I could be wrong about this, but it's just there's just too many of these little things, like the whole premise behind... All new X Men, the return of Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and then you see all these different characters. You know, it seemed like all these ch- changes, like what's happened to Thor with his arm getting lopped off, and having a new female version take his place, and and what's and then Falcon becoming Cap, and now you've got the death of Wolverine, and there's just too many things at play going on. It's Wolverine. Here. He dies every other week. I know, I know. I, I, know, I, I, but. I just think this will be a perfect time after a year of Secret Wars for them to do number ones across the board. Oh, yeah. And, and launch them all at once. Oh, and they yeah. haven't that, done that. Even if they do reboot everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, let's say they have some sort of – they decide they're going to do their own little crisis thing, which they've always said, we, well, you don't have to do because we're Marvel and we're better. Suddenly I guess that's out the window if that's well, the case. You, well, you've got to think of it this way, George. Marvel is no longer just a comics books company. It is now in the character licensing and merchandising business, which well, they've been, that. They've been for a long time, though. I know, yeah, but <clears throat> but ever since what the what the success of their Marvel Studios films, and you're going to have now they I imagine that what with Quesada being the creative control officer or whatever he is now, there's probably something going on that they want to try to 
kind of have um, synergy between the films, the TV, and the comic book. So anybody who can come, you know, won't be confused going into one medium versus another. I'm no, I, I'm not they saying already that. Doing I, that I'm not. I'm I not, know, they, but that's but the com- yeah, but with the comics, they with, with right now they do like the, where they do like their quasi. They don't write quite reboot drastically like DC does. I'm not, like these little, I'm not like, saying that I think yeah. that they're not going to reboot everything. Right. What I'm saying is that even if they do, it's going to get they're they're going to go back. There, there's going to be some sort of zero hour thing where they start backing off of it probably within mm-hmm. two or three years. Oh well, we got to solve this. Well, only this Reed Richards from this timeline can oh, do it. Oh, like, 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 a heroes re- like what happened with Heroes Reborn. Yeah, something like that. I yeah. mean, they'll eventually get back to screwing it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because it still it still will be controlled by the same guys who are in charge now. Then they, you know, yeah. Zach, we haven't heard your thoughts on Secret Wars. Uh, Secret Wars, I hope it's fun, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not anticipating anything spectacular on it. Because, honestly, I am so done with Marvel's events. Um, that I just, I, I can't, I find myself being just not excited at, at all anymore. I mean, there's been some books that I've liked. I mean, I like all new X-Men. I like Ultimate Spider-Man. But outside of, you know, reading Amazing consistently, there's nothing that really, like, ex- tickles my fancy. You know, and, Age of Ultron was, I didn't care for that event. I'm I'm three issues into Axis, and I'm not really caring for that either. I, you know, this is the, Axis is the first event since the uh, formation of the New Avengers back in, back when Benda started that I haven't read. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not jonesing to read it because it's it's just basically a um, Jonathan Hickman thing. Or, or is it Remender? I think it may have been Remender. It's Remender. It's spinning out, spinning out of Uncanny Avengers. See, and I, I haven't read Uncanny Avengers since like the end yeah. of the first. Like when, when I see Professor X's brain, you know, graphically, <laughs> you know, on, on the page, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. See check. Yeah. Checkmate. If it's, if it's got a checklist along with it that says, check out these 115 <laughs> titles, uh, yeah. no, you get the middle finger from me. Yeah. This, hey, hey, hey. We had a checklist in the 80s. Every issue, practically. Yeah, with like, with with like, remember the Secret Wars two tie-ins? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, but that was nothing like this, Brad. And it was only like over like, what was that? That thing was like nine months. Yeah. Right. But and I that mean, was thing. Also- but but nowadays they have like, oh, Fantastic Four, Secret Wars number one of four. Oh, you know, <laughs> Iron Man, Secret Wars number one of four. You know? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just and it's just the same crap over and over again. Yeah. Let's uh move on to another topic that's kind of spinning out of the Secret Wars. Uh, they're producing these teasers, as we alluded to earlier, and there's been a couple Spider-related teasers. The biggest one is the Spider Vows. Renew your vows. George, <laughs> tell me a bit about oh, this. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, yeah, one of the teasers they put out was Renew Your Vows, and on it, it's a, it's a nice, it, it's a great piece of artwork by Adam Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very attractive, and it shows Peter and Mary Jane and what is presumably their daughter doesn't look like it's May. It looks like the one more day kid. It looks like the one, yeah, yeah the, the kid from one more day that, that Mephisto yeah. showed him. The redhead. Now, May Day's a brunette. Like yeah. Peter. Now, here's the thing. You've, you've got two different types of reaction to this out there now. Yep. It, it generated a lot of talk on our uh, front page. It generated a lot of talk on our message board. Yep. But across, you know, other places, even places like Entertainment Weekly, there's been two – the reactions tend to fall on two sides. One, oh, I'm, thank God, I'm so hopeful. Please, please let this be it. Please let this be it. You know? Or the other, 
which is a massive yawn and a middle finger. <laughs> because here's the thing. We know what this isn't. Let's be frank. We know what this isn't. It is not them getting back to the marriage. Yeah. Joe Quesada works too hard to tell the worst goddamn story that has ever been told in Spider-Man's history just because it's what he wanted. And he is, not, he is still the chief creative officer. He is not backing off that one iota. You know? <clears throat> this thing... And, and I, I fall back into the camp that I'm like, you know what, I'll believe it when it happens, and it ain't happening. But to me, this is like a middle finger because I look at this, and I'm like, this is the Spider-Man we should have. In one image, Adam Kubert accurately captures the theme of responsibility in a way that Marvel writers and editors haven't understood since JMS was writing the book. And so anyone who's getting your hopes up, don't. You're going to be yeah. sorely, sadly disappointed. This is not what that is. In fact, they may be bringing them back to kill them off out of the multiverse for all we know. <laughs> you know, just like they we'll, – we'll get into that later. When this was first posted, you said this is just Marvel trolling the fans. It is. It is a straight-up yeah. troll. Mm-hmm. It is, it, I mean, it News is, of Rama even referenced that, though. Yeah, yeah they, they're, 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 they're probably the most accurate headline ever. It says, now Marvel's just effing with you. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I, because I, I wanted to look up the official definition of what a troll is, yeah. and it is, quote, to make a deliberately offensive or provocative online posting with the aim of upsetting someone or eliciting an angry response from them. When they did One More Day, what did Axel Alonso say that they were hoping for? That it would end after a couple of years. That it would anger people. In fact, oh, really? he, he said they were counting on it. I, I was quoting him at the time, and people said, no, he didn't say that. And I said, dude, I'll give you the link. He said it. Wasn't there a uh, post, I think by Kuseda, I could be wrong, that they hope this dies down after a couple of years? They hope that the Fuhrer um, would die down over it. In fact, I think one of them, I don't remember who, it was either Kuseda or Slot, said, well, people will be over this in five years. People aren't over it. It's set, we're going on seven years now, are we not? Yeah, we're, we're going on. Well, uh, and, and it's. We see it happened in what December two thousand and seven? Seven. 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 Sorry. So seven. we're going. Yeah. yeah we're we're yeah. going on just about seven years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't died down. No. People are still well, and and people, because it was the worst yeah, goddamn but, story ever told. <laughs> that's right. Have you and read Marvel Knights still... Spider Man? I mean, <laughs> all the, one more day was far worse than that. What were you saying, Zach? <laughs> as far as long term harm of the character. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Zach, what yeah. were you saying? Uh, well, I was what I was trying to say was there. There's the fervor. I think on the internet's kind of died down, but I think that that's just because we've we've kind of there's been a little bit of a moving on thing. But now that they've brought this back to the forefront, all those feelings on the internet are now resurfacing, and you're starting to see people like yeah, f f this, f that, whatever. And it's just this teaser. It, there was no more accurate. Headline than what Newsarama wrote was this was just them effing with us and and George is right They're, this is never going to come back and the chief one of the chief architects is now head of Marvel or of Marvel Comics which is Axel Alonso I mean he was the editor that that was spearheading this spearheading this along with Joe Casada during the time that uh, that that this was being conceived so I mean look it, it, to me unless we get a new writer. Unless we get a new, uh, we do have a new editor, so I don't know what Nick Lowe's um, feelings on the Spire marriage are. We don't know, um, but until we get somebody, some fresh ideas and fresh people in there, 
it's not going to nothing's going to change so don't don't expect yeah. it to change and and slot knew that this was going to be provocative hell he got off the internet for for 24 hours when it was posted he he said he was told he couldn't be on the internet <laughs> when this when this news broke bad slot bad slot yeah. off the internet <laughs> get off the couch get off the couch get off the internet it, it's like and isn't that incredibly sad and and that and telling that Dan Slott, a grown ass man, has to be told <laughs> by his by his employers to get off the internet because he might start trolling people. For God's sake. <laughs> hey, hey Zach, you know what this image made me think of the first time I saw it, and I okay. and my instant visceral reaction to it, you know, and what it wasn't. It made me think back to that one. It was either at the New York Comic Con or or San Diego, either three or four years ago, when they had that image of Ben Riley up. Oh, and people yeah. were getting excited. Oh, they're bringing Ben back. Bring it. And I, got, I was on there saying, folks, you, nope. you don't understand. Marvel's not bringing Ben Riley back, not in any sort of lasting way. They may reference him in a story or something, but he is gone. They are not bringing that back. And people were like, you don't know. You don't know, George. Shut up. You shut your, your stupid face, George. But who was that? Right? That was uh, Comic Con 2011, because I, re- I remember losing my ever loving mind, because that was the last image they showed at the Spider panel. And we're like, yeah. okay, that's how you close a so, freaking panel. So, okay, but, but you were um, as, a, as a clone, you're the biggest clone fan I know. You were hopeful. Yeah. But you, but come on. I mean, at the same time, I you was, had to go. I was, I, well, I was hopeful that, that they were going to do Ben Riley, some, something with Ben Riley, something with Scarlet Spider, but I had no idea. But I was, I, you know, I did have that small glimmer of hope in, in, in my heart of hearts that, yes, uh, maybe they're bringing Ben back and he's burning the hoodie and having a new seeing, costume. Seeing how that went down, what did you think when you saw this? Um, you knew better. I knew better. Yeah, yeah, yeah I knew yeah. better. We I haven't heard from, now from from those teasers that yeah. We haven't heard from Jr. What do you think of the spider spider vows? Well, I'm I'm to be honest, not thinking much of it to begin with because yeah. like everybody else, I'm tired of Marvel trying to you know uh, get my uh, you know dander in an uproar. Uh, just I'm just tired of it. I mean, it's like you know trying to offend me, trying to shock me, trying to surprise me, trying to. You know, I don't care anymore. You know, I right. you know, I, I I I agree with you guys. The marriage ain't coming back. They've invested too much blood, sweat, and tears in getting rid of the thing, and yeah. justifying getting rid of the thing, and saying they're not going to bring the thing back. They're not they're not going to bring the thing back. It just makes me sad because what what have we gone on eight months without seeing Mary Jane since the first issue of Amazing? I mean, it just shows you how much love we have for that character and that that uh, that marriage, etc. I mean, I miss the Mary Jane character. In yeah, the main... but but Brad, here's the yeah. thing though: in the current status quo with this current writer, yeah, who has proven he cannot write the character, you're you're happy she's gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy she's not there. I'm happy she's off somewhere with placeholder. Yeah, you know, but um, she's happy with placeholder. I, seriously, I would rather Dan Slott not write her than screw her up. You know what struck me was reading the most recent issues of Amazing Spider-Man was how I didn't recognize any of these people that are that are part of the new supporting cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not to say I don't like some of them. I like Anne Maria a great deal, but you know, I mean, where's where's the norm? Why did you bring back Harry if you're just going to send him off and forget about him? He was Peter's best friend. Oh, yeah, we find something to do with him where he's not a prick. Yeah, we haven't seen Harry in like how long? Flash is on the other side of the goddamn universe right now. Yeah. You know? Let's uh, move on to another teaser that came out uh, over the last 30 days. Uh, Mike, you've got this one about the end of the Ultimate Universe, it looks like. Yes, and it is actually the end of the Ultimate Universe. It's about friggin' time. (laughs) This thing has, it's been so, this thing has not recovered, as far as I'm concerned, since. Cat since uh, Ultimatum, 
and Jeff it's Lowe, been yeah. limping along ever since. And they should have ended it with Cataclysm, but they didn't. So now it looks like if it, this is indeed part of the whole Secret Wars big crossover event, um, and if it's going to result in the destruction of the Ultimate Universe, finally... Just uh, save Miles. <laughs> oh, yeah, just save Miles. Because he's the only guy, he's the only person at this point, who only comic anyway, who is left. at The, you, you, the all-new Ultimate is gone, which yeah. I'm sure you're happy about, Brad. Oh, have mercy, yes. Yeah, and also that new uh, fantastic FF thing that they tried to do, that yeah. went kaput after nine issues, and... But, um, yeah, but it definitely looks like, I mean, based on the looking of, if you look at the teaser itself, it does look like it might be connected with that whole incursion storyline thing. Because what they have here is they have the panel showing all the characters of the ultimate line still left. And then it looks like there's a, what they, what, um, a penumbra, or actually what, what is called in astronomical terms, the shadow of an orbit, uh, a sort of planet or moon or whatever it is going over top of them. So I'm thinking that could be like another Earth about to collide into them. It has a very nice Mark Bagley cover, and it's, oh, an, yeah. homage, it's an homage cover yep. to Contest of Champions from the 80s. Mm-hmm. One. So I yep. thought that was cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of it goes kind of similar to, um, I think, a little bit to the, um, the previous teaser we talked about, about the uh, Renew Your Vows um, one, and I think that the, what what's going on there because all these teasers I think they're that we've all seen they're all like I'm not sure how they're going to maybe work maybe they could be like one shots or maybe they could be like little mini you're part of the event like many events within the event yeah. and that they're showing like these are alternate Earths. I, I if I was a betting man I would say these are all one shots. <laughs> yeah, I mean some of them could that's, be. That's, that's well, what I'm, I'm not sure you could really do a one-shot of the end of the Ultimate Universe, really. I think you could. You could, you you could, could. do like a four-part series, but here's the thing. They know that they're not going to sell. You know, There's not an audience anymore for the Ultimate Universe enough to do oh, another no. 100 goddamn issue event. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be like uh, like Dark Rain or you know one of these other things. It's, it needs to be 40 well, issues done. It needs to be what is, Cataclysm should have been. Yeah, but the thing is, though, you, you they, they'll probably milk a little bit of the Ultimate Universe, considering how influential it was. Because if you think about it, without the Ultimate Universe, we would not have had Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Got to get blood out of the stone. Yeah, that's right. And M- Miles came out of that universe. That's I mean, right. I like Miles as a character, and I think he will survive. Yeah. And the rumor that's been going around, at least I've seen the theories on our message board and about the web, maybe Spider-Gwen and him can share a universe. Oh, you there know? you go. I mean, that's, that's a nice little... No. <laughs> Zach, what's your thoughts on the end of the Ultimate Universe? Here's the thing. I, I was I remember a certain uh, J.R. Fettinger and a certain George Berryman being, you know, very <laughs> anti-Ultimate <laughs> Universe when it started with Jameis. So I, I think it's kind of funny that it, we're coming finally coming around full circle. But here's the thing that... You talked about Jeff Loeb touching the Ultimate Universe. I have a really bad... Here's the thing. Everything that Jeff Loeb's touched has either been mediocre or just plain bad mm-hmm. over no, the last not, five. Well, after a certain point. Yeah, after actually. a certain point, I would agree with that. But you Yeah, know. yeah, no, yeah. After, I hate to say this, ever since his son died, yeah. it seems like it, that, that, was, that was kind of the breaking point with the mediocrity or, or just plain bad. And it's not just his comics writing, it's, it's also Marvel Animation, um, everything he's touched there. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been okay, but it's not been great. What? Um, 
Agents of like, Shield is kicking ass right now. Well, ever since I haven't seen, ever, it, I haven't seen any of season two yet. That's the one thing that that Loeb's done right. Well, I, I'm talking about about the the beginning and the middle of season one was, was just awful. it was there were some rough spots. Yeah, I took yeah. yeah. Ever since the Hydra reveal, it's been fine, but it, it took so long to get to the Hydra reveal that most people went to sleep, and I, I doubt that it's going to last past a third season. Just personally. Um, I'm hopeful for Agent, hopeful for Agent Carter, but who knows? But anyway, the thing is, is that the Ultimate Universe, like like you guys have referenced, it should have ended at Ultimatum. It should have ended at Cataclysm. It, it, no one is surprised. The only thing that is actually selling is Ultimate Spider-Man, and it's because of Miles Morales as a character. But you know, Brian Bendis just brought Miles Morales into all new X-Men. What happens if they just leave him in all new X Men and then cancel his title? That 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 is a distinct possibility. Bringing him, integrating him with the six one six, that would be a, an interesting premise. Miles, well, Miles is going to escape that universe. They're going to bring yeah. him over to whatever whatever winds up happening with six one six. But the thing is, how much you know? How big of an audience is he going to have as a six one six person? He's not the, he's not going to be the star anymore like he was for the Ultimate Universe. Well, and to, and to play a devil's advocate here, um, Zach, as you know, Spider-Girl for years was the only comic coming out of the MC2 universe when all the other comics were defunct. And look at how long that series lasts. But that was because of the fans. That's right, yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. that was purely fan And the, and the only character out of the 2099 universe that we care about is Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. Have you noticed? That's a yeah. theme. <laughs> Although there's rumors that they're thinking about bringing back X-Men 2099. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, milk got to blood out of the stone, baby. That's mm-hmm. right. Let's move on to another topic. We've got two female ongoing series that have been announced. Zach, you've got this. Okay, so the first one is Silk because you demanded it. Actually, no, <laughs> me? No I did not. <laughs> no, I did. I am. I deny everything. Who who demanded a Silk ongoing dance slot so we can get royalties? <laughs> um, apparently there are some because, uh, there are some there are some Tumblr guy people coming up trying is to, she going to hump okay, every but issue Tumblr I mean, is not a, <laughs> it's, it's just like it, this is character nobody has cared about this character but they, oh, Marvel know. is so intent on, on they want to diversify their portfolio they want to mm-hmm. have more female driven characters oh, that I they're know. bringing this character I, in there and to me than uh, what's the little punk kid that slot created Alpha Alpha yeah. Alpha, but he's more interesting than Alpha. Still, Alpha is the Alpha, basically. It's she. Yeah. She is the Alpha of this year, Brad. They're both. They're Silk both is Alpha Take Two. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? That's right. It's Alpha Take Two. It, it, literally, this is like throwing throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks. Alpha uh, Alpha Two but with more humping. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just uh, this character is not. Is, she's not. Uh, I hope that she does well. I mean, just, just, just because it's Spider Man, and I want Spider Man and yeah. Spider Man related stuff to do well. But this character, nobody gives a crap about. I have not heard people jonesing for a, for a freaking Silk ongoing. I haven't. I haven't heard people on our message board or other message boards doing it. So this is just barely being done because I don't. Well, know. well suddenly it's like the demand is so large. She's got to be in her own series, and she's got to be in the new Spider Woman series. WTF. Yeah, the, uh, the writer for this is going to be Robbie Thompson. He's uh, written for the Supernatural TV show on the CW. 
And the penciler is going to be Stacy Lee, who I'm not familiar with. A, a female penciler that that uh, is an upcoming artist. Great. I I love seeing you know these up and coming writers and artists coming in and, and trying out on this on these on these books. I mean, my love for for Chris Yost has grown because of Scarlet Spider and not necessarily New Warriors. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, by the know, way, what do you think of that book? I haven't talked to you since that book came out. What do you think of New Warriors? You know, there's been a part of me that's like secretly wanted to like text you guys and be like, you know, I can come on and just do and just save you from having to read New Warriors because damn. Oh, it's damn. <laughs> yeah. um, Would you give it like D's and F's? Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Anybody that's listening to Clone Saga Chronicles, you know, knows that I I have an absolute love for uh, for the High Evolutionary. Which is yeah. a complete utter lie. I'm sorry. I can't even keep a straight face. As I'm <laughs> so you, I hate you that take, character. You take you take the things that that are sucky about the new, about the some of the things that are sucky about the clones. Like, like I don't know the new warriors being in there because of because of reasons. The um, um, high evolutionary and taking the only good thing about Scarlet Spider and and taking it all away except for Araceli and throwing it trying trying to make it people that liked Scarlet Spider read New Warriors and. Nobody cares. The only good issue, and I know you guys hated this issue. The only issue that I actually liked was the was the pedo bear. Um, oh, Jesus oh, Christ, man! <laughs> and the only reason I liked it is because it was a payoff to a gag in Scarlet Spider. But that's the only reason I liked it. God, that was bad. Well, but by it, that point, they already knew the book was getting canceled, so it was like, why well, no point sticking? Well, they already have a talking dog and a cat. Why don't they just fight a talking teddy bear? It, oh, okay. come on now. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen to episode 33 of, of, of Clone Sire Chronicles. Oh. I know I just, just pimped that, but we, we, uh, the, the, talking, the talking furries, we hated. We despised. It was awful. And so Yost, trying to make lemons out of lemonade, brings up that freaking, that freaking cast of characters. Are you kidding me? No, he tried to make lemons out of lemonade. That's impossible. Lemonade out of lemons, whatever. <laughs> this, I just uh, yeah. you broke you yeah, broke my mind with your logic. <laughs> I'm trying to make lemonade lemons. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, it, back back to Silk. If one thing they've changed about her for the opening cover, which kind of bothers me, it's like they took the Superman S and they put webs around it on her costume. Ugh. You know, well, yeah, I mean the cost. I mean, she still looks like the sexy ninja stereotype, except. Well, we'll get that into that when we get to the reviews. But even yeah. so, but I th- but the thing the thing is, you can just tell even before they announced this that Marvel was really pushing this character. I mean, just even you know, and you can tell that they thought that she was going to be their breakout new character of of the. Oh, she is totally in my face. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'd raise him twice. So that's what Peter said. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyone besides myself picking in this up, Jr. <laughs> Aren't you? J- admit it. Why, JR, Brad? Why are you this? picking yeah. this up? In, well, in that one, same strange parallel universe where Brad wins Spider Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why am I picking it up? One, because I'm a Spider-Man whore. Two, you are I'm, a whore. I'm going to review it for Spider Satellite because you know I won't. I know you won't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now the other book has more potential. Tell me about that. About that one, Zach. Okay, Spider Gwen is something that I actually liked. Um, yeah, I, okay. I read all. <laughs> well, no, just... I, I'll tell you right now. I, I, I thought of the Edge of the Spider Verse um, anthologies that came out. Spider Gwen was the funnest one I, I, I saw. I mean, it was it was a it was a fun book. I actually enjoyed it. I see the potential in, in, in doing the inverse with Gwen instead of Peter. I wish Peter, uh, spoiler alert, were still alive in that universe. But 
uh, I actually thought that there was some potential. I think banking on taking the uh, love for Emma Stone, that the one of the few things that's been right on the on the Sony franchise, and her interpretation of Gwen Stacy, and, and making it in, her into a Spider-Man character, an actual Spider character. Excuse me. It, there's a lot of potential in this in this in this particular. And this, she, her origin kind of reminds me of Spider Girls because basically Spider Gwen is a what if story. And she, Spider-Girl, in the What If issue, got a lot of reactions from the fans. They loved that character. And I haven't seen that much love of a brand new character since Spider-Girl. A female, yes. Absolutely. Female, yeah. No doubt. So, anybody picking this up besides me and Zach? I liked this the first time, and it was called Jim. Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> Gwen is truly outrageous. Truly, truly, <laughs> truly outrageous. Wow. Yeah, because she, she's like, what, in a band? Yeah, the Mary Janes. The Mary Janes. I'm over it now. <laughs> uh, Mike, you gonna pick this one up? He's off the mic for a second. He's off the mic. Mike is off the mic. That's redundant. Jr. is gonna because <laughs> he was a big fan of Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> they're, 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 you know, they're, if, if they had come along a few years later, I probably would have been conversing him because my daughter probably would have watched it. Yep. No, no interest in this book either, huh, Jr. You know, I, I, you know, I, I know that every time you come by, you know, and say, Jerry, you're gonna pick this up. It's, uh, you know, you, everybody's just, la- you know, smiling, saying, yeah, that old grouch is gonna say no, he's not gonna pick up anything. You know, I'd like to try some titles sometimes, but I've just, you know, four dollars really was my breaking point. It really was. Yeah. Um, it just kind of like, you know, I got a lot of other things that I'd rather pay money for, and. Um, you know, so so no, I'm not. I'm probably not. I mean, uh, unless it just, uh, you know, something happens in it which really knocks me off or whatever. You know, maybe if they come up with another of, of another cool interpretation of uh, Norman or the Green Goblin or something, since you know, since he's obviously not going to kill Spider Gwen in his particular universe. <laughs> you, you, know, this, you know, this uh, the four dollar debate is a good one. Like uh, that George and I have been having. You know. I, the Marvel Unlimited is a good value, don't you think? Because you could try books like this. Six months after they're out, yeah. I know, but I mean, that, I mean, I have, I have books on my uh, read list that are six months old, so I think that would be. I don't have a. I don't have an iPad. Marvel right? Unlimited is one of the best entertainment, <clears throat> you know, bang for your buck packages so, you can get right now. So, Jr., you might do that. Do you, Do you read comics on an iPad or anything like that? Or I don't have an iPad. Yeah, I don't either. That's, anyway. Uh, I concur with uh, George. Reading on an iPad is actually pretty pretty darn. And I have a phablet. I have a Note three, and yeah. it's just gorgeous on the displays. Yeah. That's cool to read comics like that. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this because this goes along with your what, what he said and what you're saying, Brad. Yeah, there's no way in hell I'm picking this up for four dollars. Right. If they wanted to put this online for a buck, I'd at least oh hell yeah, I'd at least look at it. Yeah, that's true. But four dollars for Gem and the Holograms? No, I'm not paying that. <laughs> Let's throw one JR's way. Uh, a classic Spider-Man writer is returning to write a Spider-Man miniseries. Jerry Conway is coming back. Tell me a bit about this, JR. Well, there's really not much to say. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he, I mean, it's like he, he comes out with a statement and says, uh, let's see here, I think, just heard from my editor that my Spider-Man miniseries is scheduled for late winter, early spring. Wowza. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I mean, no, you know, it's like you, there's nothing to get excited about or nothing to get depressed right. about or angry about or, 
you know, anticipatory one way or the other. It, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing Spider-Man miniseries. Not going to tell you what it's about. Not going to give you any clue. Not going to really tell you when it's going to come out even. You know, hell, I don't know. Uh, but I'm doing one. Wowza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you sarcastic <laughs> bastard. <laughs> but, you know, Jerry Conway writing Spider-Man again is certainly an intriguing idea, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Jerry Conway is uh, one of the, uh, you know, I mean, premier writers in Spider-Man's history, just like, in fact, like we discussed, I think, on the prior podcast, the sheer magnitude of the things that happened in his amazing Spider-Man run. But, you know, he also kind of left us with a sort of sour taste in his uh, his return uh, with, uh, you know, in his spectacular and web run there uh, when he came back. I mean, uh, Banjo, anybody? Uh <laughs> So I'm very, you know, very mixed feelings on this. I mean, when, when, I mean, you know, he did a great job with Parallel Lives, for example. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, you just don't know what you're going to get with him right now. So now the what, reason I gave this to you is you actually worked with him a little bit when you uh, submitted your essay for Web Slinger, that uh, essay on uh, Spider-Man. He was the uh, editor of that book. Uh, you know, I didn't work with him at all. What none whatsoever. I, you, I don't you know. E- you emailed him your your nope, story nope, or what? Nope, 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 no. I worked with somebody else entirely. Oh wow. Yeah, so no. They... Conway had no. I, I, you know, that's the thing. I don't know who these. Uh, uh, I don't know how much input the editors really have. I mean, I worked with. Um, I, her name was Leah Wilson. Um, she's the one that uh, sent me the email when she obviously thought I was James Broderick. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Who's no, James Broderick again, by the way? James Broderick actually is my best my my best friend from college. Uh, yeah. He was my roommate in college, and he had written a book about Star Trek. Actually, he's a um, professor in um, New Jersey. Uh-huh. And um, he had written, and so I was pimping it on on my on my website, you know, uh, his his book. And uh, so then she wrote me, you know, talking about, uh, you know, how she'd like me to write for the Spider-Man anthology, and she referred to me as Mister Broderick. So, you know, the only, <laughs> which is, I mean, which he and I have a good laugh about. I mean, the only professional gig I've ever had was based off him. It was on his name, you know, because she thought he was me. Uh, no, I, I had no, I had, I had no. I, I really don't know how much Conway uh, even had, to be honest. Uh, in, in the preparation of this thing. I'm, I'm going to give your book a pimp again. Uh, <laughs> go to Amazon, type in Web Slinger, and uh, JR has an essay in there. It's edited by Jerry Conway. You can buy it on, you can buy it digitally too, by the way, can't you? You can get it on the Kindle app. I actually it have it on my, on my iPad Kindle app right now. JR has sold two copies, one to me and one to Seth. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought it for you, JR. I bought it for you. Thank JR you, thank too. you. When it, it was solicited in like the diamond previews or whatever, or I think I was, I was, I was going to buy it, but then the uh, Spider History, which is Secret Wars, happened. So <laughs> awkward. Jr., you get what a quarter off of that? Nothing. Uh, I mean, it hasn't even made my. Uh, it, it hasn't even sold enough to make back anybody's advance. So. Oh, that sucks. Oh, okay. Nah, that sucks. How? When, when did that book come out? By the way. Uh, 2006, I think. 2007, something like that. Wow, it's wow. All right, uh, what else we got for the news? We've got uh, into the Mike. You want to talk about some real Spider-Man powers? Scientists are dreaming up some powers. Well, yes, in conjunction with the uh, Pentagon, actually, and they've been some of these have been projects have been in development for in a couple of times. I was actually alerted to this um, by one of our regular posters, uh, Big Al. 
um, who, who linked me to this article on, I believe it is, on Medium.com. It was written by a guy named, named let's see, Matthew, Matthew Galt. And essentially, there was, um, the Pentagon was looking for, or the, actually it was the United States Air Force, was looking for a better way to climb walls without using ropes or parachutes. And so these undergraduates at the Utah State University, uh, they came up with a suit, which essentially amounts to a vacuum cleaner strapped on, I guess, they're like a backpack <laughs> attached to suction cups, where, yeah, and it works. Of course, the problem is it's extremely loud. And but so yeah, you, but, you hook up a Hoover to your backpack, pretty like much, yeah. And yeah. you suck up the wall. That's right. Or <laughs> KAR calls it Tuesday. Yeah, but apparently yeah, that's right. But apparently it was actually very cheap because the Air Force only paid about a hundred thousand dollars for this. So it's, oh, the Air wow. Force, the Air Force didn't pay for that. Well, we yeah, we for did. The taxpayers yeah, but, pay for it. But compared we, to some of the stuff we taxpayers do pay for. It's a it's jump. We, we bought a hundred thousand dollar vacuum cleaners. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but there has been but there have been other kind of suits in development where wow. um, I think there there was a um, one um, developer is actually um, was a professor from a Lewis and Clark College is actually trying to develop a synthetic material which has the same principles as geckos. Now, for geckos, as you know, they kind of been, or have this ability to actually cling to surfaces and so he's so one of these things that we're trying to do was try to develop um something what what is called geck skin which essentially is allowed and yeah and so basically you just wear you wear this outfit and you can actually climb walls or something like a deck yeah the other suit um that is actually being in development it comes out it was comes out of the university of chicago and this was a suit to try to mimic what I guess could, you could call spider sense. And what this is is a suit which has it's trying tiny to help people mu- before they get shot. Well, no, well, yeah, essentially, because that's what, what happens it is, in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the murder rate doubles every day. Oh yeah, that's my right. goodness! Well, anyway, this suit apparently has tiny microphones inside its fabric, which can send you ultrasonic signals that when an object gets too close, it forces the person to move out of the path of this object. Don't your eyes do that? <laughs> well, yeah. This, yeah, well, that sometimes things are not fast enough. Well, and I'll give that, hey, Air Force, I'll give that to you for free. <laughs> Eyeballs. Yeah. Eyeballs. Well, so so that, that's going to be sad that the real world Spider-Man yeah. is going to have little microphones around his ears and no, a vac- it's in his it's in every it's in the sleeves and the in the arm in the legs. Okay. Got little and you're, you're going to hear him from fi- 15 miles away. Well, no, it sends an actually it sends an ultra it sends a pulse into your muscles and makes you oh, my gosh spasm. And they tested oh, this. Yeah. Well, they tested this suit out at. Um, by where they had the participant wear this thing, and they blindfolded them, and they armed them with cardboard ninja stars. <laughs> yes, I'm not making this up. Apparently, they actually armed the shot. Where, where did we get this from? The Onion? No. <laughs> Let me finish the story here. Um, digest again, Mike. <laughs> no, it's not bad. Just digest. It's a you know um, medium dot com. Yeah, yeah, medium.com. But this, well, they when they tested this suit, 
They had the guys where you know armed blindfolded, where with these armed cardboard ninja stars, and while these other participants went after them to try to attack them, and, and so the part, and, and so the test subject's job was to try to hit them with their cardboard ninja stars while oh, blindfolded. Christ Jesus, you've got to be kidding me! We no, I'm not kidding. Taxpayers have paid for this. Are you yes. freaking kidding me? Now, do you know how you know how successful this test was? It was an not epic. Very. Oh no, you're wrong. The, oh, okay. the participants were able to hit their targets while blindfolded with a 95% accuracy rating. If only cardboard could kill a man. Yes, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is going to work really well against ISIS. A long yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I know. You ever try to carry a long box? It about killed me. Uh, we, yeah. we, have sent, we have sent space probes out of the freaking solar system. <laughs> yeah, this is what we come up with. We put a man on the moon. Barry we have back. We have Hoover Spider-Man. Oh, have I, haven't Spider -Man got, with, with I haven't even gotten to um, the Green Goblin suit that they're apparently trying to develop. Oh, listen up, JR. They're going to make a Green Goblin vacuum cleaner. Well, I'm listening. It's <laughs> called the Tactical Assault Light Operator Suit. And it's... Is uh, it an abbreviation? Yeah, it, it's or, uh, or Talos. Talos, the Talos Goblin. Talos Goblin, so developed by... Um, and essentially, along with apparently imparting supposedly extra strength, this Talos would also assess minor wounds and fractures and treat them. There you go. Yeah. That is uh, like Osborne. Yeah. Well, that's out of Amazing Spider-Man 2. If yeah. I'm trying to kill people with cardboard, I'm assuming that I'm going to get a lot of injuries. <laughs> a lot of paper cuts. <laughs> and, it comes, and, and the suit comes with Neosporin. Yes, that's right. And is, of course... Um, their own web fluid. Now, there's actually two different um, projects. I don't, I don't know if I want to hear this. No, well, no. there's two different projects. One is actually at the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in New York, which they have created a an experimental web fluid, which, when heated, actually gains strength. And it also makes it extra sticky. That's one. Yum, yum. The other one is something that they've been actually working on for quite a while, is trying to, try, is the ma trying to do the mass production of spider silk. Now, for those even of the you... Even the government's trying to get a silk thing going. Yeah, yeah that's right. Can we make yeah. a costume out of it, though, is the question. Yes, that's true. Because the thing about spider silk is that it's comparatively supposed, it's supposed to be have a uh, greater tensile strength than uh, steel and also be more flexible and tougher than Kevlar. The problem is mass-producing this because, as we all know, spiders are very tiny and you can't exactly farm them very well. So the only thing you can do is, theoretically, you can have to you would have to take inject the DNA into another organism, and that's where goats come in to play. <laughs> Christ, <laughs> this is getting pretty bad. That's right. Well, wait, <laughs> because there's actually that was a sheep. What yeah, the hell am I well, thinking? Because a couple of years uh, there was a one guy named Randy Lewis from the unit from Utah State University who has a farm. Um, where he has a bunch of goat has a goat farm, where he has inject successfully injected spider DNA into goats. Oh, the poor goats, poor goats. Are okay, now wait a minute. You could, you could successfully inject DNA from anything and anything else. Inject things. No, but he's able to spice spice the spice the spider DNA with and the, the goat damn DNA. goats crawling on his wolf <laughs> off this planet. I don't <laughs> be on this planet anymore. Can you, can you imagine the spider goats out there in the field? Well, I haven't <laughs> even heard of like, well, like experimentation. It gets, wait a minute. There's the, worse. Well, no. Wait, wait a second, though. But about the goats, about the goats. 
The thing is about the goats, they are able to produce milk, which is high in a protein oh, that stop. contains – well, obviously you wouldn't probably want to drink this milk, but oh. – Speak um, for yourself, oh, no. Jack. <laughs> the protein is supposed to be the same kind that, this, that is found in the spider silk. So if you can extract the protein from the milk, you can then mass produce – you can use this to weave the actual spider silk from the goat's milk. So just to recap, we're going to have web fluid from spider goats. We're going to have be able to climb walls from vacuum cleaners. And what's the other one? We're going to have uh, spider sense through little suits with microphones on. Yeah. And well, I haven't even gotten to the part about the other possibility of making spider silk out of tomato seeds. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to another topic that you've got, Mike. We set a world record with spider people. Yes, we did. Um, this was a this was sponsored by a British costume company called Escapade, and every year they have a contest in which they ask participants to don a certain costume of a particular character. And what they had was this was a this was at done at the Student Central in London, and so the contest was to see how they how many people they could get dressed as Spider Man. And they had a total of 398 people, which is apparently a brand new world record. So uh, there was like 397 Spider-Man 98. previously? 398. No, not, this, and this record was okay. done on October 2nd of this year. So I'm wondering, is this the first time any, anybody have, has dressed in this many Spider-Man, or was there a previous record they broke? They, um, this was the first time ever that, any, that okay. they had this many people dressed as Spider-Man. And they raised, year, money for cha- raised money for charity, too. Yes, this was a charity ra- raised uh, for, I believe it was for, a, um, for the, for the mil- for military charity, actually. Um, last year, they did a similar contest in which they had um, the world's largest gathering of people dressed as Superman, which totaled 867. But that is even, but even that is not the world record for number of people dressed in costume. I, I saw something on the news a while back that there was a lot of Supermen. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. That that's what, oh okay. That was Sorry. that's what the same company that they did this. They broke that. They they actually made that record. Which in, um, but the actually the number of people dressed in costume that according to the Guinness Book of World Records. That is the largest gathering of people dressed as Star Trek characters, <laughs> which totals to 1,663. So that's the record to beat. We've got to beat the Trekkies. Well, yeah, they are right you there. <laughs> With my pointed ears and everything. <laughs> right. I don't know if you guys saw it. I probably put it on the front page at one point, but there was a very funny David Letterman skit. It's, it was, uh, how many Spider-Men can we pack in a New York deli? And they they had one guy dressed in a Spider-Man walk-in, another walk-in, another walk-in. It's a very funny video. If you can, if it's still on YouTube, I suggest checking it out. Zach, you uh, had something to say. You said about this okay. topic. Okay. Have, have have anybody at Guinness, in terms of the world record people, have they ever been to, to New York or, or San Diego Comic Con? Because damn, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. That this is a false record. This, the whole the whole premise. You think of this there's record. 398 Spider-Man? Oh my God, yes. San Diego Comic Con. Oh yeah. my God, yes. There's at 121 thousand people no. at San Diego. Yeah, at, but this is at one time though. That's the thing. 
Okay, yeah, but think about it. I mean, George, you've been to San Diego. You know how big that convention center is. Are you kidding me? There's 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 at, there's at least 300 people that are dressed maybe up in, in Spider-Man or Spider-Man-related characters. On, maybe at in one time 2015, they can beat their, They just got to gather them in one spot. Is the trick. Yeah, just, yeah just, right. Just, just put them... Okay, okay. You put them at the door at the start of San Diego. You, you take a tally of how many yeah. people walk in to San yeah. Diego, dressed up as Superman, Spider-Man, Trek, Star Trek, whatever, and you probably get the world record there. Yeah, that'll speed up the line. <laughs> no, George, George, we already know that the line is hell anyway. Oh, Unless you have a press terrible. pass, which is actually very... Bear very with us, folks. We know that you're going to be in line for five hours. <laughs> but we've got to get this world record in. <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, we've got three more topics. We're going to plow through them pretty quickly. That's what she said. Uh, JR, we got you still on the line? No, JR just dropped. Let me, get, let me start this one. And uh, announced at, I guess, the New York Comic Con? Yep. Uh, the Spider-Man newspaper strip. I miss having that on the front page, by the way. Oh, uh, that, that I just I miss that. Anyway, uh, they're going to reformat, or, or they're going to reproduce the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man uh, newspaper strip that started back in 1977, and they're going to evidently go until the current. Uh, this first volume is going to collect uh, the years 1977 and 1979, and it was written by Stan Lee and penciled by John Romita Jr. I mean, Senior. And um, if you're wondering, this news sounds familiar. A few years ago, Marvel put out two tra- two hardcovers uh, that reprinted them, but they published them really bad. <laughs> they 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 uh, did a book. Uh, these strips are horizontal, and they put it in a vertical book. So in order to read these strips, you had to hold the the hardcover like you're reading a Playboy magazine. And because Brad's got a lot of experience playing these magazines. So it was just, and if you look at uh, newspaper strip reproduction, say the Garfield strip, say the Calvin Hobbes books, they're horizontal. They're horizontal books, so it's a natural way to read it. Marvel didn't do it that way. So it's, it's going to take IDW to reprint these uh, now, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'll be picking these up because I haven't – ever since that first I, – I pre-ordered the first and the second volume, and when I got them, I'm like, hell no, I'm not reading them like this. So look for my eBay auction on those first two <laughs> hardcover books. Anybody else excited about the newspaper strips being reprinted? Yeah, I actually am curious about that. Yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, I have actually fond memories of the um, of the Amazing Spider-Man newspaper strip because me too. I mean, because I used to actually make my own little homemade comic books with those strips. Like I cut them out of the newspaper and just kind of paste them on there and stuff when it was actually pretty. So that's especially, how big of a gag was about them. But especially in the '90s when they had that uh, miniseries, the Mutant Something. Oh yeah, the Mutant the Agenda, which they the actually mutant. adapted right. in the Spider-Man yeah. animated series. Mm. And, they encourage you to clip out the strips from the paper, and I did that. So in my bags and boards of issue number zero is where you could, I guess, glue them into the comic uh, if you wanted to, but I didn't do that. But uh, I still have all those strips cut out. Uh, so I, I remember clipping out... Actually, the Spider-Man wedding trade paperback has some reprints of the newspaper strip that I bought from the 80s, too. So, Jr., are you going to pick this up? Are you interested in the newspaper comics collecting? No. Collection? No. All right. This is Ramita Sr., though. 
Still no. Okay. I, I, I don't care if it's Vinny Romita. I'm not making <laughs> <laughs> You cold-hearted bastard. His grandson. All right. Uh, I think that uh, I got one more topic that I'll handle, and then Jr. You're going to be the closer for this show. Uh, this next topic is about Tom Brevoort. He has a Tumblr page, and he talks a little bit about the new norm of comics. Someone posed a question to editor Tom Brevoort that said, "Not a whole lot of all new Marvel now books that are left. I imagine less in a few months' time. So, how would you encourage?" us to pick up books like Squirrel Girl, Silk, and and it doesn't look like very likely that they will last. And Tom Brevoort replied, quote, They will definitely not last if you don't pick them up. That much is certain. I think you need to come to terms with the new normal, which is that the days when any title would run ad infinitum, ad infinitum, help me out, ad, ad infinitum. infinitum, ad infinitum, I read for a living, beat you to the insult. <laughs> Regardless of how well or poorly it might sell, we're relaunching Uncanny Avengers after 25 issues. That's a pretty good indicator of the world in which we now live. If the only yardstick as to whether you should buy a particular title is whether it will be around in a year or two's time, then you should certainly stick to the perennials, the books that have been around in one form or another since the 1960s. But if you're interested in the content and in the reading experience, then you should pick up whatever interests you and do so with the understanding that there's only going to be so much of it. Like a television series, like a movie, like a series of novels, there's going to be a finite amount, and that amount might be less than you want it to be. And the only thing that will be will make it more is if a lot of like-minded individuals also pick it up. But even if a series goes away, if those stories were good, it affected you. If you feel it's lost and it's done, it's job is entertainment. That This is the new normal. Everything else is up to you. So basically, Brevoort is saying that uh, every launch of a book will go 25 issues, if that. Then they'll reboot it, etc. Is that, is that the new norm that we're in now? It seems like that's the new norm, gang. No, the new norm is rebooting it after it gets to 12 or just canceling it outright. I agree. Yeah. So and, they are and, going to treat them like says, TV seasons. And now. he says stick to the perennials that have been around from the 60s. They don't have any books that have been printed since the 60s anymore. <laughs> not anymore, no. No, no. <laughs> well, I guess he's talking about the, the characters. Well, that's that not have. what he said, though. Well, that's true. Yeah, there's, there's, there hasn't, and there hasn't been any books that have been printed since the 60s since they canceled Amazing Spider-Man last time. Mm-hmm. To, to be fair to Mr. Brevoort, it says, quote, the books that have been around in one form or another since the 1960s. Okay, well, that, that's different. So that's Amazing Spider-Man. That's Avengers. That's X-Men. That's schematics. But um, Squirrel Girl, 12 issues, I would say it's it, it's more the, – the idea of a ongoing is more of the idea of a 1980s limited series. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean – Squirrel Girl could have done well as a four-issue limited series in the mid-'80s. It could have. Rocket Raccoon did. Yeah. Today, at $4 a pop, it's going to cost you 16 bucks to get Squirrel Girl if it's four issues. Yeah. I mean, I like Squirrel Girl. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, but no. I was thinking about picking it up till I saw the art of Squirrel Girl. Dang. Oh, why? Is it really bad? Yeah, it's not... not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what, what do you guys think of this? Is this... Uh, We've we've discussed it in the past. It's unlikely that Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, will hit a hundred or two hundred or three hundred again anytime soon. No. Uh, this this again sounds like a combination of trade waiting and trying to compete with television. Because if they're treating these comic books like television se- seasons, then that's essentially what this sounds like. So you have twenty-five issues per whatever how many 
volumes this is going to take out. But it just, it just kind of. I mean, I know you guys. I'm sure this was probably discussed before, but uh, it's going to be all, after a while. It's just going to be confusing because you're constantly having new number ones, new number ones. Eventually, after you're going to have to kind of click. Confusing now. Oh, I know. Yeah. You, you, it's you, hard to file. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the only thing you can probably do with this is just say, what subtitle put subtitles on. Like, oh, here's the current arc that this current run is in. I mean, like you call it Amazing Spider-Man, and whatever the title subtitle is, and that's how you differentiate between the different number ones. That's one of my favorite. Was, one of my favorite lines of all time was when Kevin said, Bendis has wrote, written two Avengers number 12s twice. <laughs> I just think yeah. that's classic. I mean, yeah. that's, that's true. absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. JR, any thoughts on this about the new norm that Mr. Brevoort says is with comics? Oh, I, I don't think that's anything new. I think we've all discussed that. You know, that it's it's just this. Uh, everybody's got a short-term focus these days. It's managing to the story arc, or the, yeah. and you know that's or to the creative team, and and that's it. I was going to mention right quick when when yeah to kind of dovetail off of uh, Mike's point. Uh, anybody reading? Uh, I'm probably the only one in the group that's reading Smallville season eleven, uh, the, the the digital first comic that comes out in a print form, and what right. they started doing after a while because it got to like it got to like forty five digitally that they just started doing like 12 issues of Smallville chaos, Smallville continuity, Smallville all etc etc it was it was to just basically do those 12 issues and done like like the tagline like you're talking about there Mike so it, there is yeah. precedence inside of the comics medium doing that and i, I mean if they are going to try at the and this, if they are going to be doing this continual relaunching over and over again and treating them like as if they were kind of seasons of television, it would make sense to kind of put some kind of a subtitle heading on there in order to avoid potential confusion. I mean, it's, but, it's hard to read, even if you go into the Marvel Digital stuff. It's what order do you read? If I want to read Amazing Spider-Man number one from the 60s all the way up to the current, what's the reading order? You go uh, ASM one through one. No, I know, but it, it's hard <laughs> no. as we we keep doing this. Each title, what, what comes first? With, with TV series, you have say what? Lost season one, Lost season two. There's an order to that. This is just chaos. Well, you do mm-hmm. you do Amazing Spider-Man uh, parentheses 1963. Yeah, and then you do 1998, and then yeah, 99, or 2014. Yeah, that's anyway, what you that, do. It's I. All right. Go back. To the, <laughs> go back to the oldest oldest uh, year and, and, and start, start from fresh. It's just hard. To, anyway, uh, let's close this show out with Jr. and an off the wall spider news item about kids in South oh, Africa. Prefer- aren't they all off the wall when you pick them? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The answer is yes, Jr. Hit me with this weird question. This weird topic, Jr. The oh, South African. Okay. Oh, uh, it was like a challenge, you know. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jr., come up with something weirder than than the, the shit I come up with for the show. Uh, There's no Ditko news this month, by the way. Oh no, no Ditko news. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, kids vote for Spider Man over South African president. Yep. Okay. All right. Here's, here's the story. 
Oh, God. South African children would prefer having fictional characters like Spider-Man as president instead of President Jacob Zuma, according to a survey released on Tuesday. (laughs) According to website Parent24's Kids Nation survey, 38% of children surveyed prefer having Spider-Man run the country. (laughs) Now, now you know that... uh, <laughs> you know that this poll was stacked in one way or the other to the point of absurdity when sec in second place comes Tinkerbell. <laughs> I've I've listened to Tinkerbell's uh position on some of the issues and it's quite tough. Uh, she's in touch with the youth vote yeah i was about to say the only uh, whatever oh stop tinkerbell's a free market capitalist i can get (laughs) what's spider-man third place third place was spongebob was 17 (laughs) percent nelson mandela got eight percent now whoever these kids are they must be from missouri if they voted for that guy wow Voting for a dead guy. You know, it's like, where have we seen that before? Oh, yeah, Missouri. Uh, Justin Bieber got 5%, and President Zuma, along with meat-wearing pop diva Lady Gaga, received no votes. Now, first of all, folks, this was not even remotely. You know that, well, well, I was about to say, let, let, let's, look at, let's look at the, the poll here. Parent24 said in a statement that the survey results reflected the views of about 2,700 parents and their children. The ages of the children ranged from one to nine. All right. <laughs> who's, who's interviewing a one-year-old who I they want to be president? To say, what, one-year-old, <laughs> what one-year-old is making, is a making electoral decisions? <laughs> Although, considering some of the people that, not just Missouri, but the rest of the United States is elected, you begin to wonder. Um, And then the parents completed the survey online and helped to answer children's questions on their behalf. So I'm not sure sure if it says, you know, that that, uh, who's who's, who's more childish, the children or the parents themselves. Um, You know that it was just these names. You know, who would you want to be president of the United States, you know, president of South Africa? And you know it was just these names and Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man. Yeah, I'll take Spider-Man. You know, uh, just, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, so what? You mean, if you did the same thing in this country, who would you rather have president, Spider-Man or Barack Obama, you know, or Superman or, or whatever? You know, of course. I mean, come on. This isn't, this isn't us. This, yeah. uh, this, this survey also found that in South Africa... Uh, children ages one to nine, thirty-two percent of them use the F word. <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty good. Anyway, well, I don't know. It says something about I. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, anyway, about say, I can't say anything about South South Africa without it being a politically charged statement. So, uh, but if if this one this one just came up in my Google News alerts of Spider Man. And news, and this one was just off the wall. I thought, hey, let's send it to Jr. Yeah, uh, sure, thanks. <laughs> just like uh, you know, I, and, and there's no no mention of Febreze or uh, Saginaw, Michigan, in this story either. Breaking, breaking news from 2002. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. Uh, yeah. I was about to say, I'm surprised Gavin, my buddy Gavin Edlinger, wasn't on this uh, survey list. He'd have probably scored well as well. I mean, come on, the ages of children one to nine. Oh, cow! You know. 
We are going to wrap up this show with that sarcasm from Jim. All right. <laughs>